I bet you're having a lovely break from work, for most of you lovely listeners anyway, but for the readers out there, how does a library where you can stay overnight sound? Well, that's exactly what you can do at Gladstones, the UK's only residential library. Kia ora, I'm Imogen and welcome to the summer edition of Newsable. This very special library I'm talking about is in North Wales and we're joined by its warden, Andrea Russell. Kia ora and welcome to Newsable. Oh, hello there. Good to be with you. Andrea, Gladstones looks like such an amazing place. Can you tell me how a residential library works? Absolutely. Um, Well, we're born out of William Gladstone's own vision for what he wanted. Uh, he, He wanted there to be a library where not only would you come and study, but that you would stay overnight, that you would eat together, that you would have conversation And really, for the past 120 years, that's exactly what we've been doing. So uh, people book in here. They come sometimes in groups. They sometimes come on their own. And they many of them stay overnight. There are some people who just come for the day, um, and that's great too. But a lot of our guests come and they stay overnight for one, two, sometimes a whole week. And sorry, you say William Gladstone. For those unfamiliar, can you explain who that is and what his connection to the library is? Yeah, So William Gladstone was four times Prime Minister in Britain in uh, the 19th century and uh, he actually lived in Harden in a castle and he'd married a woman called Catherine Glynn and uh, it's actually her family home and he moved in there. He was an absolutely voracious reader. Mm. We think he had over 30,000 volumes in his library Um, and he probably read well over 20,000 of them during his lifetime. Uh, as he was getting quite elderly, well into his 80s, he had a vision that he would create a library in Harden, and that's exactly what he did. But but not the building that I'm sitting in today. He actually began this by uh, what was called a tin tabernacle, which was a smaller building, which housed all the, the books. And on the same piece of land was a, an old grammar school that had, had closed, and so that was used as the residential part. So in his lifetime, he saw this dream start to happen. And then uh, after he died, uh, the library that I'm sitting in now was built by public subscription in his honour. The residential wing was a little bit later. That was 1906. But the the wing that you've probably seen the photos of, that the amazing Harry Potter type Hogwarts type uh, reading rooms, they were in 1902. And so who was originally coming to study and stay there? Well, mainly clergy. So uh, Gladstone's passions were around sort of three distinct areas, history and politics, obviously, and a very deeply Christian man. So he had an eclectic uh, collection of theology and spirituality, um, and he was also interested in classical literature. So the sort of 20,000 volumes that he brought to the library to begin the library, that was the, the beginning of us. And it was mainly clergy at that point. So, um, and that obviously would be men. And there was a, a warden. I'm the 13th warden. I'm the first woman. Uh, so, the oh, warden wow. of the library is still uh, an Anglican priest, which I am. And we still welcome clergy and uh, folk from uh, Christian denominations, but we are open to all denominations and none. Um, so, we've developed a lot over, particularly over the last 30 years. So, who is your typical Gladstone stayer these days? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think in the past you probably would have been 80% clergy. 
my predecessor, Peter Francis, a delightful man, he came here in the 1990s and he started to change things quite a lot and, and wondered about the life of the imagination and, and how he could extend that here. So we began to um, be very attractive to lots of authors, so both fiction and non-fiction and poets. So we don't have a typical guest, I don't think. We have professors and researchers and PhD students and kids who are studying for their, here in, in the UK, in the uh, GCSEs and A-levels. We have people who just write for fun. We have people who write for a living. Yeah, I mean, that is the glory of my job. I'm trying to figure out if I would fit in or not, Andrea, is where I was Everybody. <laughs> Imogen, everybody fits in. Imogen, do you like to read? Yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> That's it. That's all. And also we have this really cosy room called the Gladstone Room mm. where you can just sit in front of the fire with a book or a magazine or just with a, a, a glass of wine um, oh. and just be. Oh, we have a little honesty bar in our Gladstone Room, so... And because of the religious foundations, I suppose you are the rooms quite sparse and monk-like, or are they? Have you <laughs> spruced them up these days? Well, I think, and this is where I mean, I think a little while ago they were quite brown, oh. and you had to share a bathroom with probably about oh. eight others. Yeah, and uh, I think it was more like a, a cell. Um, but we've we're, they're simple. We don't have televisions. So for people who come as leisure guests who have sort of stumbled upon us, they get a bit of a shock. But most people, well, 99% of people really like the fact that there actually there's no televisions in the room, that, that every room has a, a, a radio. Mm. Uh, so the room is as simple, then light and clean and comfortable. And is there a restaurant? Oh, yes, there is. Oh, is there? So if you come, Imogen, if you come as a guest... Then you'll get breakfast and you can have an evening meal here as well. Oh, wow. Um, but at lunchtime, we're open to the local area as well. So mm. we're really, really keen to make those local connections. So although breakfast and the evening meal are for residents only and they can choose to sit together or sit alone, um, you can be as chatty or not chatty as you wish. During the rest of the day, people come in and have coffee or afternoon tea. Yeah, so during the day, you can meet all sorts of folk. Just so delightful. And is it uh, a traditional library in the sense that it's just any and every book or is there specific types of books in the collection? Well, it, it is those three areas. And we're not a lending library, mm. so you can't come in and take books out. If you're staying here, you can take books to your room. So the reading rooms themselves are around those areas of theology and spirituality, history, politics, and classical literature. Um, but in the Gladstone room, the one where you, you can come and sit with me, Imogen, and have a glass of wine, <laughs> we have something called the Francis Collection, which is fiction. Um, and so there are those. We have special collections where people um, in the past have left us their library, um, and some of those are fascinating. But alongside all that, we also have archives. So we have about 100,000 different items if you take books and, um, and archival material. We, we actually have letters that were written to Gladstone and letters that he wrote. So in the Gladstone Glyn collection, we also have other archival materials. So people come from all over the world to read them. The last question for you, Andrea. If you can tell me, what is the one favourite thing about the library? Oh, the amazing people that I meet almost every day from so many different walks of life. It is a huge privilege uh, just to have those sort of conversations.
And if you did let me have two, I'd have to also mention my staff team. <laughs> not the wine in the Gladstone room. <laughs> no, no, not the wine. People uh, who come, yeah. people who work here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was delightful. Andrea Russell, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this summer edition of Newsable. I'm Imogen Wells. We'll see you next time. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.